This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. Most of us living with Parkinson's disease remember the day we were diagnosed. What we may not have realized at the time, though, is that the disease had taken hold in our bodies long before that official diagnosis date. Indeed, there is strong evidence to suggest that fundamental changes in the brain and body are taking place many years before an unsteady hand or shuffling step leads us to the neurologist's office. But as of now, we still don't have a test that would make a definitive diagnosis any sooner. There currently aren't really objective, conclusive ways to diagnose Parkinson's disease from the standpoint of a test or a really definitive way to give a yes or no answer. And I think it's really important from the perspective of a patient to have that certainty because it really does relate back to avoiding frustration of misdiagnosis and really getting on the right treatment regimen. Dr. Samantha Hutton is a Senior Associate Director of Research Programs at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And while progress is being made on techniques that might detect the telltale presence of the sticky protein alpha-synuclein by way of a skin biopsy or measurements of the cerebral spinal fluid, what about the prospects for less invasive early diagnostic procedures? Obviously, not everybody likes to be stuck with a needle, and if we could measure some of these potential biomarkers for Parkinson's disease without being so invasive, that would definitely be appealing. At first, some of those non-invasive possibilities seem almost fanciful, like the story out of Scotland last year about a woman who seemed able to identify Parkinson's patients because they emitted a particular odor. But what seems fanciful may have some science behind it, after all. There was definitely excitement when that story came out about the woman who could smell Parkinson's disease. And I think what we're doing now to follow up on that is to really try and identify whether there's a particular secretion um, in the skin of Parkinson's patients, which might have a particular odor that could be detected. And we're trying to detect it with different animals like mice and dogs to see if they can pick up on this particular secretion. So I think it's several folds. One is to try and figure out what this secretion might be, what it smells like, and then how can we detect it. And that's not all. I think this relates to something else we have in our portfolio, which is really interesting, which is actually being able to detect a Parkinson's breath signature, measuring compounds and molecules that a Parkinson's person breathes out as they exhale, looking for this Parkinson's disease breath signature. And this is something that's been employed in the cancer field and other fields, but has not really been extensively examined for neurodegenerative diseases. But one of the most intriguing candidates for a non-invasive means of early diagnosis focuses on a different part of the body, the eye. We were very interested in looking at eye movements in movement disorders, and in particular at the beginning, Parkinson's disease. Dr. Mark Barron is a movement disorder specialist at the Veterans Hospital in Richmond, Virginia, and a professor of neurology at Virginia Commonwealth University. As Barron and his colleagues studied the eyes of more and more individuals with Parkinson's, something striking began to unfold. It became very clear as we did more and more people that how powerful a tool this is and that it can really see differences between different people. Uh, we, we just kept on doing it for now for over 15 years. As we did it more and more, we just kept recognizing of, of a, wow, this is 
hard to believe how, how accurate it is. What Barron's team was able to detect using sophisticated eye measurement techniques was an eye tremor that he believes is unique to Parkinson's. If you look at a target, assuming we aren't going to have Parkinson's disease, and we stare at a dot on, this, on a screen, our eye is not moving. So it stays very, very still. And the reason for that is it needs to stay on that fovea, which is where you have your perfect vision when you're focusing. And people with Parkinson's disease will actually slide towards the edge of that fovea. Their eyes are, and it's moving in, in all directions. So it's not staying perfectly still. Again, these are micro, micro movements, but they're just not staying perfectly still. And it oscillates. So a tremor is an oscillation, right? It's a rhythmical movement. And that's what you actually see, hmm. is that the eye is rhythmically moving in various planes. It's not staying perfectly still. So far, Barron has studied the eyes of about 4,000 people with Parkinson's, and nearly all of them have this unique eye tremor. I would uh, conjecture in the 98% range. What's more, Barron believes that this distinctive feature would be detectable at least a decade before the more obvious signs of Parkinson's become apparent. The next phase of his research is designed to establish just that. As part of our, our grant proposal that we're being funded through Michael J. Fox, Part of the study is to actually test that, which is that you could actually use this and screen the whole population. And if you could actually do that and start uh, screening people that way, you can walk into an office that takes five minutes and be screened with non-invasive in five minutes and be told you're going to get it or that you have a high likelihood. And again, we these are all uh, in the works. So, you know, I'm very enthused. I strongly believe this, but we're we still have to put the proof to the pudding. In our next Third Thursday webinar on October 19th, we'll take up the prospects for early diagnosis of Parkinson's disease through non-invasive means. Dr. Mark Barron will join us along with Dr. Samantha Hutton. To register, visit michaeljfox.org webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.